Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for listening to another segment. With me today is a very powerful guest by the name of Emily Smith. And you'll find out why I think she's powerful because each one of us has our own gifts, talents, and superpowers. Whether you believe it or not, each one of us has been created for a reason. But let me tell you a little bit more about Emily so you can connect the dots. Here we go. Emily Smith is the go-to spiritual career coach who helps high-achieving women move past their inner blocks during challenging life and career transitions using breathwork, plants, and spiritual psychology. At her company, Guide to Wholeness, Emily works with her clients through one-on-one customized coaching, her online courses, career clarity, and ancestral healing, and retreats. Her expertise has also been requested on COVID-it uh, it speakers, stages, and corporations. Emily is a published author, speaker, breathwork facilitator, and the guide to wholeness podcast host, whose expertise has been featured in Bustle, Thrive Global, Authority Magazine, and Thought Catalog. So y'all, as as I said, she is definitely a woman on the mission. So without further ado, let's bring on the woman behind it all, Emily Smith. Thank you so much, Genesis, for the warm welcome. My pleasure, Emily. And you're already part of the community. So you know what I like to do with my guests. I want to give you a chance to connect with the audience in a personal way before we dive into the meat of the conversation. So we could either do a rapid fire 10 question game, emphasis on rapid, or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Let's do rapid fire. Here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Emily and Genesis. Question number one, favorite day of the week? Friday. Question two, if you could trade places with anyone, would you trade places or remain yourself? Mm, remain myself question three if money was no object where would you be headed oh uh cayman islands Ooh. question four you get three random acts of kindness per day what are your three for today that i would give right yes yeah okay so i would compliment um someone i meet like a stranger I would buy the person behind me's coffee um, and I would comment on someone's post, maybe on LinkedIn or something, or send them a message that can share how it impacted me. Awesome. Question five, what got you involved in the work you're doing? Yeah, my own personal experience of living life out of alignment, living someone else's life and the rocky journey of um, finding my truth. Yes. Question six. What's one word to describe you? Ooh. Um, first word that came to mind was open. So yeah. <laughs> question seven. You're, you're killing it. 
the vibes are nice. You're listening to your song in your car. Your music is blaring. What are you listening to? Ooh, I would say something, um, nothing specific, but maybe like electronic music related. Hey, favorite food? Uh, Thai food. Nine. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Difficult to choose. Um, I would say... Hmm. I would say uh, Michael Singer. He's an author of a few books that I really enjoy. Um, so yeah, I'd love to sit down with him. And question 10. It is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Let's play. Okay, last question. Here it goes. You just won the lottery. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. However, to get your proceeds, you must first donate to three charities of your choice. What charities are you donating to? Oh, I love this. Um, I have many favorite. Um, uh, I think it's called Four Ocean. I really like them, um, saving sea creatures. Um, the other would be, um, I think they're called uh, Pencils for Promise. I could be wrong about that, but I'm passionate about education. Um, and the last one would be, um, there's this place locally in Boston that's called Rosie's Place, and they help um, women getting out of domestic abuse relationships. I'm really uh, supportive of them. So those are my three. Nice. Thank you for sharing those three. And they all sound incredible with great missions behind them. So Emily, thank you for playing Rapid Fire. Audience, I hope you learned a little bit more about Emily because the what we're going to talk about today, I don't want that to define who Emily is because as you can see, she's multifaceted and multidimensional like me. So don't place her in a box. And today we're going to focus on rejecting status quos, as well as how do you hold your own space and not be defined by the definition of success that somebody places on you. Because if you're like me and you've been around the block a few times, if you worked in a corporate space, there's titles, there's labels or whatnot, and you can lose yourself in those labels if you don't know who you are. So I challenge you to know who you are, because when you know who you are, you're then going to be able to reject those status quo and walk into your own truths without feeling victimized by what other people want you to become. So Emily, okay, this is your jam. So whenever you hear reject status quo, what comes to mind? Yeah, what comes to mind just, you know, based on my own journey, the work I do with women is making decisions based on how they feel versus how they look. I think that we are really conditioned in society to chase the titles, go get a degree, um, align ourselves with um, companies schools, people, places outside of ourselves in order to validate ourselves. So it's really a process of unlearning that and coming into awareness of what actually lights you up and what you value and how 
how does something feel in your body? So my experience was, I was like, I have to move to London. I have to move abroad. I have to work at this huge company and climb the ladder. And I did that for a few years until I realized I have no idea who I am. (laughs) I achieved what I wanted. I feel so empty. And I know this isn't what I wanted, but I was just doing what I was thinking I was supposed to do. So really a journey of coming into contact with what my intuition was telling me and developing that muscle in order to make better decisions in my life and career. Yes. And I love that because I feel like this is rooted in childhood when we grow up because we always hear, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I feel in my opinion, the what is what labels you and what keeps you confined to that box where that individual feels like the what is who they are when in actuality, no, who you are is an individual. You're a masterpiece. You're beautiful. You're creative. There's so many things about you, but if you don't know who you are because you're trying to check off these boxes to meet this quote unquote status quo, then you're losing yourself and dying to yourself every day at the appeasement of someone else's validation. So in your opinion, do you think that society as a whole is failing failing us because of the conditions that they implement in us when we are younger, because we all heard the sentiment, go to school, get a good, get a degree, get a good job. And that teaches you how to be an employee. It doesn't teach you how to necessarily be an individual. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I think a lot of our systems are set up that way to disconnect us from our individuality, from our intuition, from our specific values and it kind of indoctrinates us um, especially in schooling and um, and yeah just culturally too to align with um, you know an overall type of value that actually isn't yours so I really do believe it's the change that happens on an individual level that will then influence uh, society and I think that's the change that we're seeing now and have been seeing over the last you know 10 or so years of people realizing like, wait a second, this isn't what I want. Um, This is what I truly decide and value. And yeah, and making decisions that every time you make a a decision around what's authentic for you, you inspire others to do the same. Yes, absolutely. And I just love that you stated that because even though we're from two different um, places, two different backgrounds or whatnot, we still have some of the same sentiments and parallel to add value to this conversation. And even though I'm first generation American, my mom is West Indian, so she's Caribbean. And my dad was from Curacao, so part of the ABC Islands. And the way my parents raised me is different than how some of my friends were were raised. And growing up, I kept hearing people like, what are you? And I'm like, a human being or like, who are you or whatever the case may be. And they just wanted to place me in this box, especially if in corporate America, for example, let's start there because you've had a corporate background similar to mine. So I was actually in the oil and gas and energy sector for 12 years, but 15 years total in corporate America. And they talk about DEI and B and audience that's diversity, equity, inclusion. And now they're adding the B. They're just now adding it, which B is belonging. 
And you're always vying for this status quo because they're like, oh, if you want to progress in your career, you need to check these boxes in order to move up. And it may not be a lateral move, but you may want to go up further. And all of these things are just check, 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 check. But once you're checking these boxes, if you don't feel solidified, if you don't feel like you've actually accomplished something or you don't feel like you've left that employer better than you found it, then all you're doing is jumping on the status quo bandwagon versus rejecting it. And Emily, you teach a lot on rejection. So how can the audience listening in as well as the viewers find out a way to reject the status quo without feeling guilty, shame, or remorse? Because they're like, if I reject this, am I going to get fired? Or am I going to lose my benefits? Or whenever, whatever the case may be. But if you think about it, hey, the pandemic woke us up. Some people call it a pandemic because it made us plan for things. And other people, you know, it forced them outside of their norm because they were able to see the same thing that, that I'm doing for this employer over here. I could do it for myself. Yeah, absolutely. In agreement with everything you're sharing. And I, yeah, I think that it takes an incredible amount of self-trust to, to uh, reject the status quo. And so I think the priority, you know, that I see in myself and the work that I do is having that self-acceptance of yourself and having your own backing and validation and self-respect and self-love, like building that. Um, and that, you know, is a, it's a multi-pronged approach and it's really about, you know, addressing your emotions and your mindset and um, your subconscious. Um, but I would say that's the first step to feel safe enough to even reject that. Cause it does feel very scary to, to opt out and leave so-called security, um, to, to do what's right for you. So building that inner trust and safety is going to help you do that. And also building the clarity. I think the more clear you are on what you value, what are your non-negotiables in your lifestyle and your career, then you can more easily move towards that. If you're confused, you'll kind of go whichever way, like you'll kind of still be outsourcing and tuning into the status quo. So those two things, self-trust and clarity are huge. Yes, self-trust and clarity. And y'all, once you know where you're going, then you already know the steps that you need to take to get there. Or if you don't know the steps, you know who to link arms with in order to help you get there. So for example, think about the GPS, whether you're using Waze, you're using Google, you're using Apple, you put in your end coordinates. And once you know your end coordinates, the system is going to tell you how to get there. So if you think about clarity and you know what it is that you want and you see it out in front of you, then all you need to do is put together the different steps to get there so you can reach your final destination. But if you don't know what it is that you want, you're not going to be able to map it out in order for you to reach your final destination. And it may take you a lot longer. So if you have that self-trust and you have clarity, and I'm also gonna say laser clear focus, then you will be able to start defining your own definition of success because what success is for Emily may be different for what success is for me as me Genesis, but that's okay. We're both successful, but we both have different viewpoints on what success looks like for us. 
So Emily, let's talk about defining success and how you work with your clients to really get laser clear focus and not be tied to certain conditions that's causing them to be distracted and take a step back because we're here to propel them forward. Yeah, well, the start of this process, I really guide clients in getting to know themselves. I think once you understand your energy, how you get energy, how you show up, what makes you feel um, recognized, valued, what helps you feel uh, like you're in your purpose, that's a great place to start from. So we always look at different tools. I love um, human design as a tool and Clifton um, Strength Finder, another one. Um, the Genius Test is another one of my favorites. And it's really based on um, Chinese elements. Like everyone is like four types. I think it's like fa- uh, fire, air, water, and maybe metal is the other one. Um, and yeah, so those are just a few examples of assessments. Um, I actually just taught on um, one by Deloitte called Business Chemistry, and that's really just related to your leadership type in business. So once you have that understanding, it's going to be helpful because human design even gives you um, a decision strategy for each type that you are. Um, so you're going to be able to just know what your preferences are and kind of narrow down um what you value and uh, what you want to focus on. And then you want to get clear on what it feels like in your body. So I always am guiding clients to develop this feeling and connection with their body. Like you might think something looks great on paper and you're like, that's going to get me what I want. And I think I've made so many mistakes in my own life of like, yes, like this is going to make me so happy. And then I've gone there and been like, wait, no. So I'm always you know, let's tune into your intuition. Let's get clear. Like, is this a yes or a no? Um, What feels expansive? What makes you feel contracted? And that's going to lead you to the right thing. And also like asking your body questions. Um, You'll find like your intuition is very connected. Your subconscious is connected and you can get a lot of guidance there on what to do uh, from your body. So I'd say those are the starting um, tools to really start to get focus and those open up so many doors because I find that, especially in the career realm, you might find that you think you want something based on what you've done in the past. And then you look at one of these tools and you're like, wait a second, I get energy from collaborating with people, you know, and I thought I wanted to do everything on my own and be like an individual contributor. And so it's just going to give you insight on um, what is right for you, what to do next. Yes. And those assessments are amazing. I've done, well, Strength Finders, which used to be Clifton Strength. That's I right. think they renamed it. And another one we did in the oil and gas space was Myers-Briggs. Yeah. So that's another one. But I like that you mentioned Genius because I haven't heard of that one. So I'm going to have to do my, do my research yeah. and look at that. And human design, I actually had an episode with someone on my show. Yeah. Yeah. And she taught me a lot about that because I didn't know what human design was. Her name was Anna Rona. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because it came back into the forefront of my mind. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, I loved that episode. And I just think, yeah, the more people can share about human design, the better. It's just like been a tool that's changed my life and my understanding of myself so much. 
So when you think about these assessments and the various ones that you've tried personally, as well as the ones that you um, engage with your clients to try, is there a favorite one that you have? Yeah, I think human design, I think it's just the most um, accurate that I've seen, the most takes into consideration a lot of different elements like energy, decision type. Um, there's the profile type, which is really like your role in the world and like how you show up. And I just found that um, I'll use myself as an example. I found out I was a five one and um, I think that's the heretic investigator and so I really just learned that oh my ideas sound really crazy at first because they that's the heretic side but I have the backing of the investigator where I've done a lot of research and I've tested it and I've done it on myself and so that will back the idea and then I just realized you know I need to align myself with um, a business model and a career that makes the most of that quality of like people coming to me as an expert on a subject um, and something innovative and something that's not already out there. Nice. And I was over here chuckling on mute because when you said the investigator, it made me think about my family because they're like, you should have, you should have worked in law enforcement. You're so, <laughs> you're so nosy and you're always probing. <laughs> or be a that's lawyer. great. Yeah, that's like, I relate. I relate so much. And you spoke quite a bit um, throughout the segment on intuition. And I like to say intuition, discernment, or that still small voice. And audience, I'm not about the woo-woo, but I'm all about listening to like your gut. Because sometimes whenever you're like, for example, if you're driving in the car, you'll feel like, oh, turn left. And that's part of your intuition. And why is why is your body telling you to turn left? Well, maybe it's preventing you from getting into an accident or preventing you from being in gridlock traffic or whatever. That's one way that your body yeah. speaks to you. And I also want to bring into the conversation breath work, because whenever you focus on your breathing and you practice that breath work, it can help you, you know, really tap in with yourself to gain more clarity with your intuition and your discernment, because we are whole beings mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And if something is out of alignment, that means we're not bringing our whole self to the playground each day. Yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up. I experience that all the time with driving too. Like I go a different way and yeah, so I've really learned to not ignore those automatic instincts that come through. And that's just a major part of the work that I do with the women I work with, because you're going to know what's best for yourself. You're the best person. And that's why you're the expert on yourself. And really other people, you can go to them for insight, but ultimately you're going to know what's best. So that's my approach. And the breath work is a great tool to do that because you can do it yourself and you are really like shifting energy around in yourself so that you can um, really spiritual energy. You're doing that with your breath and then you're getting downloads and insights and clearing out stuck emotions and like anxiety. We really hold that in the lung space. And so breathing it out, clearing it out, um, breath work is a tool that is great for high achieving women because we really tend to get stuck in our mental mind. And that's great for, you know, getting things done at work and, um, the breath work really just connects you with, yeah, your spiritual self, your emotional self as well and your physical. 
Yes. And I can't stress how important breath work is, especially if you like to work out and if you want to be more in tune with yourself. I call it deprogramming in order to reprogram. So if you need to just step aside five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes to do my three R's, which are re refuel, recharge, and realign, or sometimes I'll say refuel, rejuvenate and realign, then that is going to help you begin to fire on all cylinders. But if everyone is plugging and playing with you, like you have social media, you have your family, you have your friends, you have um, work, you have all these things like putting into you and you're all discombobulated. And if you think about like a rubber band ball, it's so intertwined. When are you going to have time for yourself to really listen if everyone's dumping into you and onto you? So the breath work is what's going to help you get by yourself and plug into your inner self so you could be whole outwardly and y'all can meet together to have that synergy innerly and outwardly which makes up you. Absolutely. Yes. I love the three R's. That's so great. And like you were saying, it doesn't take that much time. I think people are like, oh, I have to do like an hour of breath work because that's like a typical session. But, um, you know, 10 minutes here or there, I have a seven minute practice on my YouTube channel that I always refer people to um, on Guide to Wholeness because it's like sometimes that's all you can get and that really will shift things so much if you just build that in every day. So it doesn't have to take a long time either. Yes, you hit it on the head. Boom, boom. So <laughs> the challenge for the audience, y'all, if you are saying, Emily, Genesis, I just don't have time. Well, do you go to the bathroom with somebody? You could spend that time on the toilet, breathing, because we all have to, yeah. you know, let out our waste. If you take a shower, are you taking a shower with someone or are you taking a shower by yourself? You have time to get certain things done. It's just about you prioritizing what you want to do in that time. And yeah. I'm sure you will feel so great in the shower, working on your breath work or in the bath, if you're taking a soap, just to close your eyes and be one with yourself. So don't tell me you don't have time because you have time when you go to the bathroom, you have time when you're in the shower, you have time when you are aimlessly scrolling on social media, when those things aren't adding value to your day, you have time. So yeah. that's my challenge. <laughs> I am all for that challenge. Yeah, it's all about prioritizing. And sometimes I even just like to do it when I'm in bed, either like going to bed or waking up because I'm already there and then I just have to do it. And yeah, it's, it's easy to avoid. But, you know, like you were saying, when you go on social media, like you are just leaving your body, you're just dissociating pretty much and checking into and plugging into all these other energy sources. So you want to feel your best and prioritizing. Um, yeah, your energy is going to be everything. Now, as we begin to wind down, Emily, is there something that I didn't ask that you want to share that's going to add value to the conversation along with all the other gems you've already dished out? <laughs> Oh, thank you. That's a good question. Um, hmm, I guess I would say maybe asking about, um, 
know what? I think you actually covered it. I, I do cover a lot of what we talked about, like my specific example, the healing tools I use um, from, you know, healing from burnout, being in the wrong career um, in my book, uh, Wholeness Within. And so, yeah, I'll just share about that, that that is available on Amazon, on Audible, all the forms, but it's really just diving deeper into each topic that you asked me about. Amazing. And congrats on your book. I'm an author as well. So I love supporting ah, other Amazing. What is your book? Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. And I just talk about how wow. I climbed the corporate ladder, how you have to not wait for people to yep. give you what you want. You have to take charge of your career and you have to have that ownership because yeah. when you have that ownership, you can easily go from an IC individual contributor to management if that is your wheelhouse. So don't just wait for someone to hey, there's this amazing opportunity because yeah. you may never get that tap. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Yeah, I think that's what we're told growing up. Um, you know, same thing, the societal rules that you should wait. And yeah, early on, I think I found, oh no, like I need to ask, but not a lot of people realize that. So I am going to check your book out as well. It sounds incredible. Thank you. And I have to grab a copy of your book as well, because it sounds like we're in a, in the same vein here. Yeah. This is just such a fire conversation. We're definitely going to have to have a part two audience because there's so much more that Emily and I could share. So Emily, let's jump into the CTA, the call to action. So we already gave the audience some challenges, but what is your personal challenge for the audience outside of grabbing that copy of your book? Oh, I love this. Um, I think something that helps, um, you know, anyone get out of a rut is to do one new thing daily that you haven't done yet. And that will really help you just get into contact with the right people, with your interests and getting that clarity and focus we talked about on your values. So my challenge is to do something new today after you listen to this. Yep, yep. Shoot your shot, y'all. Do something new. Now, Emily, the audience is wondering, how can they connect with you? Plug your website. And do you hang out on any social media platforms? And if so, which one primarily? Yeah, my website is guidetowholeness.com. And I am mainly on LinkedIn under Emily Smith. So you can find me there. Yes. For those of you that do not know what LinkedIn is, LinkedIn is the professional version of social media even though sometimes people try to use it like Facebook or some of the <laughs> yeah. not so professional ones, but Hey, it builds character because they see you in your professional form and they see you in your not so professional form. So take it as a grain of salt. And if it's for you, get on it. If it's not find the next one. So audience, I hope this segment has truly blessed you. I hope you learn more about practicing breath work taking ownership of your own life, which is going to help you define your version of what success looks like, not the world's version. And then say no to rejection. And when I say saying no to rejection, I mean, you're not going to allow rejection to limit you from where you are headed. Because when it does, that means that you are conforming to a status quo versus bucking 
the status quo. So think about it because we all have various vantage points and perspectives, but it is up to you as an individual to decide what it is that you want and how you want to live the life you love and love the life you live. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to like, comment, follow, and subscribe. And if you're interested in becoming a brand sponsor, it is paid sponsorship. You can have your products and services heard right here with me, where this show is currently ranked in the top 2% globally per the KPIs on www.listennotes.com. So get at me. Let's build together. Signing out, Genesis Amaris Kemp and Emily Smith. Peace, y'all. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services, to be here on GEMS Podcast.